0: Welcome to the Daring DVM Podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, certified veterinary life coach, goal getting girl, and life work alignment pro. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Daring DVM podcast. Before we jump in, I just want to remind you that if you go to the link in the show notes, there is a handy dandy workbook that you can download for free that will teach you how to become more resilient. Being resilient is what helps you live and love a life of intention, and it prevents you from becoming burned out. And as another bonus, if you subscribe to the newsletter, there is a workbook that will teach you how to get yourself unstuck and to start creating the life of your dreams. These are just two little gifts that I have for you because I really want you to succeed in whatever it is that you want in your life. Okay, so today is the beginning of a four-part series on emotions, specifically negative emotions. And these are special types of negative emotions because they are sneaky and we don't always recognize them as being negative and keeping us stuck. One of my favorites, and one in which I see often in those of you who are trying to make a change in your career or get into relief work or maybe start your own mobile practice or leave vet med for something else, is the feeling of being confused. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And many of us, when we think of confusion, we do not automatically label it as being negative. But confusion is something that really keeps you stuck and creates a lot of negative results in your life. So as part of this series, we are going to examine some of the emotions that keep you stuck and prevent you from creating the results that you actually want. These are the emotions that you experience from your poo-poo energy. That's right, these are those shitty emotions that you feel when you're feeling shitty. I love the concept of poo-poo energy. It's something I learned from one of my business coaches, Stacy Bayman, and I think it does a great job of summarizing the vibes that we have when we experience these types of emotions. It just feels like shit. It's poo-poo energy. Another teacher of mine, Brooke Castillo, often talks about some of these as indulgent emotions. They are emotions that we choose to keep feeling, even though they don't drive effective or desired action. So in reality, we just stay in our poo-poo energy and we keep ourselves stuck. There are many types of these indulgent emotions, and oftentimes we prefer to indulge in them rather than actually deal with the underlying negative emotion that we are trying to avoid, like doubt or fear or failure or discomfort. For example, if we go back to confusion, it's easier to tell yourself that you're confused about what to do rather than make a decision and risk facing failure or disappointment. There's also the indulgence of being too busy. You'd rather indulge in the feeling of busyness and having no time then deal with the discomfort of managing your mind and your schedule more efficiently. Other indulgent emotions include those of being bored, or feeling comfortable, or even being hopeful. So for the next four episodes, we are going to cover a few of these indulgent emotions that keep you stuck in your own poo-poo energy. I picked these four feelings specifically for two main reasons. Reason number one is we're just over one month into the new year and many of you are already giving up on some of your new year's resolutions. Or maybe you said you were going to do it and then just never started. There are going to be a lot of online courses and podcasts popping up right now and social media posts and self-help people offering to teach you how to get back on the wagon or go after your new year's resolutions you're going to see a lot of offers to teach you how to follow through with your commitments. You're going to see how to make step by step action plans to get you your desired results. But as we remember from the self coaching model, your thoughts are what create your feelings, and your feelings are what drive your actions. So if you're not taking the actions that you want to take or said that you were going to take, then you first need to create new feelings and new thoughts that will get you to take new and different actions. If you just start trying to change your actions and use willpower to move forward and vow to do it differently this time, then in another month or two, you're just going to be falling off the wagon again because you try to implement a new action plan without managing your mind first. The thing is, you can set as many smart goals as you want, but unless you're fueling yourself with thoughts and feelings that serve you, you are still not going to follow through in the end. So the reason I want to focus on these four emotions is because they are ones that are keeping you stuck. And if we can change them, then you can move forward with any action that you want without it feeling like a struggle or that you're just going through the motions or that you're going to fall off the wagon again. And reason number two is that February is the month of Valentine's Day. And we all know what that means. It means that some of you are going to complain about the relationship that you're in. Or you're going to compare your relationship to some idealized, hashtag so blessed social media post from somebody else. Or maybe you'll feel sorry for yourself for not being in a relationship. Or maybe you're going to take a stance that romantic relationships don't even matter anyway, and you're going to stay stuck in the same place as before, even though deep down you really would love to find that connection, and you're just trying to protect yourself from disappointment by pretending that you don't care. So this month, Some of you are going to experience a lot of self-pity. Self-pity for not going after your goals in the way that you said you would just one month ago. Self-pity for not being in a relationship that you so desperately want to be in. Self-pity because these things seem possible to everyone else, but just not for me. Others of you may turn to indifference and tell yourself that you don't care anyway. It doesn't matter whether I chase after my goals because it's probably not going to work out anyway. Indifference because why does going after my goals matter? I've been fine with the status quo till now and I'm sure I'll be fine later. Or indifference because I don't need anybody in my life so why would I bother to pursue a relationship? Others of you may be indulging in blame. It's somebody else's fault that I cannot go after my goals right now. There's something in my environment that is preventing me from doing what I said I would. It's somebody else's fault that my last relationship didn't work out. It's just out of my control that I can't find someone to be with or that nobody wants to be with me. And then finally, for some of you, there will be this little tiny sprinkling of hope. I'm just gonna try. I'm just gonna give it my best shot. I'm not going to commit to actually doing it no matter what. But maybe if I try just a little bit and hope that somebody else steps up or that the circumstances around me change, then I can achieve my goals or find that partner of my dreams. I'm just going to remain hopeful that something else changes before I allow myself to feel better about myself or my situation. So friends, those are the four we are focusing on self-pity, indifference, blame, and hope. So let's begin our poo-poo parade with some good old-fashioned self-pity. Self-pity is defined as excessive, self-absorbed unhappiness over one's problems. And this can be very easy to fall into when you have a low tolerance for any kind of negative emotion. This can be especially easy to fall into when you believe the false narrative that you are supposed to be happy all the time. When you mistakenly believe that you should be happy all the time, then you develop a belief that you are entitled to happiness. And this isn't true, because life is 50-50. You will experience negative emotion 50% of the time. So for those of us who feel unhappy and immediately think that something must be wrong and that we should feel differently, we often end up trying to make ourselves better through buffering. Buffering is when you try to push away a negative emotion by doing something else instead, like mindlessly eating, or eating for comfort, or over-drinking, or abusing drugs, overworking, oversleeping over shopping, doom scrolling, there are so many things that we do today to buffer ourselves from feeling our negative emotions. Now the problem with buffering is that you don't learn how to cope with your negative feelings or how to process them. So instead of feeling the negative emotion all the way through, you now become dependent on an unhealthy coping mechanism. And when you become dependent on an unhealthy coping mechanism, you will continue to sabotage yourself and your goals over and over and over again. So what happens to somebody who feels stuck in their life, to someone who keeps using unhealthy coping mechanisms, to somebody who unwittingly continues to sabotage themselves in life? Well, my friends, many times we pity ourselves We pity ourselves when we are not happy and when we feel stuck and when we are not living the lives that we want to live. And the reason why self-pity is such a useless emotion is because now you are feeling bad about feeling bad. It's like you so desperately want to feel good that you double down on feeling bad, which only takes you further away from feeling good in the first place. And when you feel this way, you also begin to feel completely disempowered. And when you feel disempowered, you are going to take action fueled from the feeling of disempowerment. And typically, this looks like taking no action at all. When you feel disempowered, you will not take the actions that you need or want to take. And instead, you're more likely to indulge in more self-pity. So what does this look like? It can be as simple as questioning Why can't things just work out for me? Why is this happening to me? Why do I always feel this way? Why do I have to do this? I shouldn't have to feel this way. I wish I could just be like so-and-so. I wish it didn't have to be this way. There are so many ways that self-pity shows up in our lives and many of us don't question it and just assume that this is the way it is. But the thing is, when you feel sorry for yourself The result that you create is you make your own emotional experience much worse by feeling bad about feeling bad. And our brains love to catastrophize. So our brains view this as an amazing opportunity to start comparing ourselves to others and judging ourselves and telling ourselves that we are just not good enough in some way and that maybe we don't deserve the thing that we actually want. Or even if we do deserve it, we're never actually gonna get it, and it just goes on and on and on. Now, the thing about self-pity and why it leaves us feeling so bad and puts us in a position where we take no action is that when we pity ourselves, we're actually thinking of ourselves as victims of our own circumstances. This happens when we think that something should be different. And many times with self-pity, it's like we just accept defeat and acquiesce to our external circumstances instead of taking control of our own experience. What you actually want to do is realize that you have as much patience as you need to get the result that you want. The timeline is irrelevant. When you start to pity yourself because you are not seeing the results that you want, then you end up quitting. But what if you just kept extending the timeline? What if you never gave up and kept extending your timeline to ensure that you would eventually get the result that you want? When you have a thought that something should be different, you create the feeling of self-pity. And then you're likely to take the action of quitting or giving up and not taking any further action, thereby not getting the result that you want, and in so doing, your brain proves to you that you don't get what you want and that you should feel sorry for yourself. And when you're feeling sorry for yourself, then you're more likely to blame your external circumstances for the way you feel, which is only going to keep you stuck. And your brain is going to come up with a lot of stories about why things are the way they are. And you're going to believe them without questioning them. And when you believe these stories, then you will continue to limit yourself and to remain stuck. It's such a sneaky cycle. And your brain is more than happy to continue doing this for you because it always wants to prove to you that you are correct. Self-pity is such a useless and self-indulging emotion. We give up on ourselves and we feel sorry for ourselves instead of changing the things that we can change. Self-pity drives you to fail on purpose because you give up on yourself. So say you're feeling sorry for yourself because you're not following through with your New Year's resolution like you said you would. You're not completing your daily exercise routine. You're not sticking to your new eating plan. You're not spending the time to learn a new skill that you wanted to learn. You're not investing the time in meeting new people. You're not going out on dates. You are not researching and applying for different jobs. Whatever it is that you committed to do at the beginning of the year, you're just not doing it in the way that you said you would, or you're not doing it at all. And now you're feeling sorry for yourself. The self-pity that you feel is not only going to cause you to feel terrible, it's also going to cause you to quit on yourself. And the worst part is that when you give up on your dreams, you do not actually get rid of the feeling of self-pity. You end up feeling even more sorry for yourself than you did before. When you give up on something because you are playing the victim and you feel sorry for yourself, you are in fact perpetuating your own self-pity. Because then your brain creates this pretty little story about how it just didn't work out for you. Or it just wasn't the right time. Or there was just something out of your control. Your brain starts to look for reasons that it didn't work out for you and blaming your situation on other people or the external circumstances instead of taking responsibility for the decision that you made to give up in the first place. And what is so sneaky about self-pity is we don't always realize that we're even feeling it. We typically brush it off so quickly that we don't recognize it, and then we focus on the other negative emotions that come along with our actions. So instead, we feel disempowered and stuck and resentful and frustrated and sad and unfulfilled and unhappy, instead of realizing that self-pity is what got us there in the first place. So how do you actually know when you're experiencing self-pity? How do you create awareness around this so that you can catch yourself and prevent yourself from going through this cycle? If you are someone who does not follow through on a lot of your actions, then you likely indulge in self-pity. If you are someone who always has an excuse for things that don't go the way you wanted, then you likely indulge in self-pity. If you're someone who thinks that your life is just full of drama and out of your control, then you likely indulge in self-pity. If you're someone who never has enough time or is always so busy, then you likely indulge in self-pity. If you exaggerate your life circumstances, like when you say, can you believe this happened to me, then you're likely indulging in self-pity. All of these examples have a flavor of poor me, or that there is some kind of injustice that has occurred. Self-pity wants attention from others. It wants commiseration. It wants others to agree with you and to validate your story. It wants you to indulge in victimhood. There's nothing I can do. This is just the way it is. This is just the way I am. Why bother trying? And the reason you are whining is is because you incorrectly believe that you're entitled to happiness. When you feel entitled to something, you don't actually do the work and take the action to get it because you believe that you should already have it. You're entitled to it without any effort or work on your part. And this is why you keep yourself stuck. Because it is impossible to indulge in self-pity and to take the actions you need to get what you want. You can do one or the other. Pity yourself and keep yourself stuck, or get over yourself and start taking action. But you cannot do both. So how can you move forward? Well, one of the first things to do is release that false narrative that you are entitled to happiness and that you're supposed to be happy all of the time. You also need to change your thinking and the way that you view yourself. You need to see yourself as empowered and in control of your own life. Because if you continue to think things should be different, or that something external to you has to change, or that somebody else has to change in order for you to feel better or to get what you want, then you will continue to abdicate responsibility for your own life. You have to start owning all of the results that you have created for yourself, the good and the bad, you have to take responsibility for where you currently are in your life. For example, if you're single and you have not yet found the person with whom you want to be in a relationship, it is because you have not taken the actions that get you that result. How do we know this? Because if you had already taken those actions, you would already have the result. And if you notice yourself in the situation and being resistant to what I'm offering, then it's probably because you have a whole list of excuses as to why you're still single and how it's not your fault. Because you have a false narrative of what you think dating should look like, and you are in fact indulging in self-pity and therefore preventing yourself from actually getting the result that you want, which is to be in a stable, loving, healthy, satisfying, romantic relationship. Another example is, if you're currently in a job that you hate, it's because you haven't taken the actions to be in a job that you love. How do we know this? Because if you had already taken those actions, then you would already be in a job that you love but instead you're likely blaming your situation or falsely believing that the people around you need to change or that something in your external environment needs to change or is keeping you stuck. You have a false narrative of how things should be. And instead of managing your mind around your limiting beliefs and empowering yourself to take the actions you need in order to create the experience you want, You are instead indulging in self-pity and staying where you are. Now I know there are things in our vet med system that do need to change. I absolutely believe this and I'm one of the first people to advocate for this. What I am offering to you here is do not allow yourself to indulge in self-pity and to remain in a situation that you don't want to be in by telling yourself that it's not possible for you to have something different. Be the change that you want to see and get out there and make it better for yourself and for others. When you tell yourself that something should be different or that something should not be this way, then you create a feeling of disempowerment. When you instead start to change your thinking patterns and thoughts to things like, this is happening for me, This is all part of my journey. I can handle this. Life is 50-50. Then you will create feelings of determination, confidence, empowerment, patience, and you will take action to get what you want. You will show up in a completely new and different way. And to do this, you need to do the work. You are not entitled to the result without doing the work. You need to learn how to regulate your nervous system. You need to learn how to manage your mind. You need to work on letting go of your limiting beliefs. You need to know that it's not always going to be easy or fun. You need to develop the belief that the harder something is, the more you can grow and the stronger you can become. Of course, some things will be difficult. That's part of the 50-50 of life. And when you are not indulging in self-pity and instead shifting your energy into possibility and growth, then you will no longer be a victim in your own life. And instead, you will realize just how powerful and capable you truly are. Every single result that you have, whether it's amazing or or whether it's not as good as you want it to be, all comes from your own actions in life. And your actions come from the way that you feel. And the way that you feel is caused by what you are thinking. Look at how much you can learn. Look at how much you can create. Every situation you wish to change in your life is just another assignment for you. And you kick ass at assignments. Look at everything you had to accomplish to become a doctor, to get where you are today, to be a parent, to be a partner, to be a friend, to be a runner, to be an artist. Just think of all the life assignments you have completed up to now and how much proof there is that you can handle any and all assignments that are still coming your way. If you choose to approach your life like this, instead of indulging in self-pity, just imagine all that you could have and all that you could achieve. There is nothing about self-pity that will serve you. So find the thoughts that are causing you to feel sorry for yourself and write them down. Look at them. Typically, there'll be things like, it shouldn't be this way. It should be different. This shouldn't have happened to me. I deserve better. This is unfair. I'm entitled to more. Thoughts like, I should have more money. My job shouldn't be this way. My partner shouldn't have cheated on me. My parents should have been there for me. My boss shouldn't expect that of me. My mother shouldn't have said that to me. My children should want to call me. My husband should want to spend time with me. I shouldn't have to deal with this. I shouldn't have to feel this way. When you write down your self-pitying thoughts, recognize that they are not serving you. They are not serving you because they are causing you to feel sorry for yourself. So once you're aware of them and have written them down, now you can decide what you want to feel instead. I want to feel loved. I want to feel excited about my life. I want to feel motivated. I want to feel capable. I want to feel secure. And then come up with thoughts about your circumstance that create those feelings for you. Because when you start to create these feelings for yourself by changing your thinking about what is happening or what has happened, you will then learn to take action you need to feel better. Now, I will offer that if you don't have a lot of experience with this, then it can be challenging to change your thoughts. In fact, some of you listening to this are going to think it's impossible. But I promise you that it's not. And if you'd like help or want to learn how to do this, then I'd love to show you. So come coach with me because learning how to do this truly is one of the best gifts that you can give to yourself. Remember, you cannot change what happened in the past, but you can change how you experience it and think about it today. You cannot change the way that somebody treats you, but you can change how you react and respond. Maybe you cannot change your job where you are right now, but you can change how you show up to it. Or maybe you can change it to something that's better suited for you. You can handle All the hard things that life throws at you because you already have so much experience and practice handling hard things. There's absolutely no need to indulge in self-pity. Just look at how amazing you already are. Now the final thing I'll offer is that if you find it difficult to let go of your self-pity, then choose to feel it deliberately. Don't push it away and ignore it and pretend it's not there. Choose to feel it deliberately. You can choose to spend 15 minutes or 24 hours feeling sorry for yourself. Wail, wallow, cry, complain, whine, allow your brain to freak out and to tell you stories and to catastrophize. And then, when your time is up, move on. This is a great tool to use with anxiety and worry too. Just allow yourself the space and grace to experience the emotion and then move on. It's like you're creating a safe space for yourself to feel the feeling. And then you can say, okay, brain, that's enough. We've done what you wanted to do. Now we're going to do what I want to do. How are we going to solve this problem? what are we going to focus on next? This can be very useful in helping you acknowledge what you're experiencing, and then setting you up to manage your mind, decide what you want to think and feel, come up with a plan, and start taking effective action. What you don't want to do is continue to indulge in self-pity, because then you'll just stay stuck. So allow yourself to feel it, and then move on. And once again, if you'd like help in learning how to do this, I'd love to teach you. Because I want you to believe in yourself as much as I do. Okay, my friends, that's a wrap for today. I love who you are, and even more than that, I love who you're becoming. Say bye-bye to your poo-poo energy, and dare to dream. if you love what you're learning in this podcast you have to come coach with me in my daring dvm coaching program it's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life this is where we address your challenges crush your goals and create your dream life it's where i help other veterinarians who are struggling just like i once was to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.